down those cards. Cards mean different things at different times. Do you know anything about tarot cards? Oh, Christmas. Gather around, children. Listen to the mystics. <laughs> Journey. Podcast. I'm no mystic. Welcome to Tarot Tangents. This is our shorter segment where we hit on higher level topics about anything and everything tarot. If you've got questions, stories, or just a good old rant you'd like to share, send it into tangents at mysticfooltarot.com for a chance to be featured. Okay, we're back on the birth card train. Whoop, whoop. I'm super stoked. We love these. Um, so on, you know, all the previous episodes, because we've done a few of these now, we talked about tarot birth cards. And in this episode, we're going over another two pairings of cards and their high-level interpretation. So pair number one is the Wheel of Fortune and the Magician. And pair number two will be the World and the Empress card. Some pretty strong cards. Strong cards. I will say the World and the Empress card are the only pairing where I was like, this just seems a little too good on the surface. Like, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear more about the challenges of those cards because it really doesn't seem like there are any. <laughs> right, I looked at those cards, I was like, I wish those were my birth cards. They seem so chill. <laughs> Come on. Write in if you have those birth cards and tell us what your life is like. Do you have a trust fund? Is is life just flowing easy for you? Let us know. No judgment over here. We're, we're just curious. I'm just so curious. I actually just want to gather data. I want to just gather a bunch of data to see like how accurate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We really should. I, I think that's a great idea to like let's 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 make a Google form where people have multiple choice questions or one to ten. Like those psychiatric evaluations, 1 to 10, how do you feel about this? 1 to 10, how do you feel about that? Then we'll gather all the data and let everybody know how legit this thing is. That sounds great. I saw a TikTok actually that um, was about astrology and this guy was saying, he's like, no, I think I understand why astrology works. We've had thousands of years of people just observing humans and how they live, which is why some of it's vague, but still weirdly accurate is because there's just enough aggregate data that people have drawn the connections and i'm like you know i can see where you're going with that (laughs) still vague but yeah yeah we've had enough scientific quote-unquote study of these sort of concepts to kind of refine the archetypes enough to to really hit home yeah yeah it's just like that it's the archetypes it's like the Jungian archetypes where you like you observe enough generalities that are universal that you're like okay i can see how this fits i thought you said Yu-Gi-Oh archetypes and i was like oh yeah Yu-Gi-Oh. oh that's my favorite uh some other episode we'll talk about how you can read anything because i'm yes all right wheel of fortune and the magician these are some pretty strong cards so the wheel of fortune and the magician i do love this combo i'm a little jealous of this combo Uh, Together, these cards are about the ability to take any situation that's thrown at you and create something new from it. And it's all about enacting change through creation, resourcefulness, and key thing here, taking action. (laughs) It definitely gives strong vibes of like, I make my own destiny is kind of like a good summary of these two together. Yeah, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Exactly. (laughs) Don't let that wheel mess things up. Going into the uh, the cards individually a little bit, the Wheel of Fortune is a strong reminder that the only constant in life is change, which can be either comforting or intimidating, depending on your perspective. 
The wheel reminds us that all things come to an end, which makes way for new beginnings, and that life will always throw us those <laughs> super fun, unexpected events and curveballs. And it, uh, it teaches us that we should be ready to embrace the impermanence of life and asks us to understand that we can't control everything. So though random events may happen around us, whether they're good or bad, we can, at the very least, master ourselves and do our best to steer the wheel in our preferred direction while still kind of like riding the waves of life. So it's like, don't grip too tight. It's not going to work out. But like you can still have some say in what's going on because you have control over yourself. Feels like there's some crossover with this card and the death card. 100%. I think, I mean, like in my perspective, most of tarot and how I view it is kind of like lessons on how to be the master of your own life. It's like, yes, things happen that you can't yeah, like that you can't control. So, but like, let's give you some tools and ways to observe and reflect and think on how you can still take part in it instead of like lying down and just letting life step on you. Yeah. And absolutely. Like when you take this card paired with the magician card, not, not, not a victim mindset was found when you pair it with the magician. Like truly, I mean, no negative thinking or down and out on yourself at all, at least in the pos in the upright positions. But yeah. So tell me about the magician. Is that right on? Is that is that is that a victim mindset card? Oh no, it's not. That's the whole point. It helps balance out like the reverse of the the wheel of fortune. So which is, you know, being like a victim or just letting things happen to you. So the magician is all about that willpower. It's um this guy is just like resourceful and shows us that we can harness our tools and our skills, our knowledge, and once again, our willpower to create something new. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to make this. I'm going to take whatever I got and I'm going to make it amazing. Like, can't hold me down. Don't do it. Don't try. But yeah, but it's very, very much the vibes of this card is like crafting something where the sum is of the, the new thing is greater than its parts. Where you're just like, oh, I took these weird things that seemed like like, it was a mess in my life, but look, I've made it something so much more because I learned how to craft something new and I, you know, powered through it. Yeah, I like it because it's not like, um, I feel like in the Hierophant, there was a lot of gathering of knowledge and that sort of thing. But th that's really not present in this pairing at all. It's just solely based on what you already know and what you already have. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, the card, I mean, it's that it's the guy standing in front of the table with each of the different tools or implements that represent the different minor suits like he's holding the wand and then the cup and the pentacle and the sword are lying on the table in front of his altar and it's really just like take a look take stock of what you do have and move forward with it like we don't wait around for shit like Hierophant was super about you know like we're using structure to like gain knowledge like you said whereas like the magician is like I need to make things I need to do and create something and bring it into reality. It's not just about knowing for me. It's about making and doing. Yeah, you know, that sounds great right now. But in the moment, doesn't sound like there's any sort of downtime or any cheat codes to life in these cards. <laughs> there will never be a cheat. I hate to say that. There's never going to be cheat codes to life in these cards. I know, I know. We're all tired, but <laughs> I think uh, I think that's where you gotta like look at some of the other cards, like like the star, and be like, okay, I need time for rest. <laughs> there is 
there is a balance across the board, regardless of what your birth cards are, where you're like, don't, don't run yourself into the ground. And it's perfect segue into the challenges of these two cards. Like they sound like a lot of work, right? Like this sounds exhausting. Like you're like, great. Okay. So the life is just going to keep throwing me curveballs. Um, it won't let up. And I'm just going to have to keep making and doing and making and doing. And you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm tired. And that's a, that's one of the challenges with this pair. Um, it can be daunting to realize that you are the maker of your own destiny and that you have a responsibility to be an active participant in your life. So the wheel and the magician kind of caution against giving up and letting life just happen to you. But, you know, it's like, hey, if you don't like the state of your life, they're kind of like whispering to you like, hey, don't give up. But on the other hand, if you tend to be like an overactive magician, so like the over the like reversed wheel is like the I give up, let it happen. Woe is me. I'm a victim. But the magician, when it's overactive and you're like overusing this kind of energy in the card, it's about like, hey, don't be too controlling. Don't hold on too tight. Let yourself breathe and rest and recover and heal because at a certain point, you're just going to burn yourself out and that'll make your recovery process even longer. And like also don't like try and control others. Like you kind of have to like leave some breathing room for like chance to come in in a good way. You know, like if you're so controlling, then you never leave room for like the wheel of fortune to bring in some good things too. <laughs> you're just like, no, it has to be this way. The very, very little I've read about manifestation a lot of it is surrounded by this idea of flexibility and what you're manifesting might not always be what it looks like in the end game so the reverse of that magician is it has to be this this is what i'm working towards but a lot of times as such with life things don't always go as planned and they turn out just a little bit different than what you want or maybe originally uh and we're hoping for but the good thing is that both of these cards are pretty darn lucky. Got some good fortune attached to them. So a pretty cool pairing. Yeah, I dig this pairing. It's pretty nice. So with that, we've got the world and the empress card up next. So these are the two that I was like, they're so chill. They're <laughs> like, this is hard. Like, what was the pairing that you kind of had a hard time with? Hanged Man and Empress was tough. That one was tough for you. This one was tough for me because I was like, the world card? I was like, that's just like completion. And like, we got it. We good. And then you have the empress who's like, I'm chilling in a garden, just making stuff. Yeah, I'm having a baby. I'm <laughs> having a baby. I'm like super fertile. I, I really kind of sometimes hate how people just like flippantly use the word fertile. I don't know. I have a lot of like, there's just like a lot of baggage with the word fertile. It's fertile. You're like, ooh. I know. It's rough, man. It's. If it's not said in terms of soil, then I don't, I don't jive. I don't jive either because it does kind of feel like you're like, ooh, this lady is fertile. And you're like, that's gross. I like had to sit with these to be like, because all the other cards for me, I'm like, oh, I see the dichotomy or I see the tension here. This was the one where I was like, is this just, is this the perfect period? Yeah, is this life on easy mode? Yeah, is this life on easy mode? Ugh. So together... You know, when we look at them together, the good side of these cards, um, the world and the empress are incredibly supportive. So when looking at them, there's very little tension, like we mentioned. And in most of our pairs, there's either some obvious contrast and meanings or some dualities that like can't be ignored. 
But these birth cards tell us that we can self-actualize and achieve abundance or our goals through creativity that's rooted in compassion, kindness, love. It's very chill. So kind of like we have the magician who's like, I'm going to work hard and I got resourcefulness and they have to watch out for overworking. This, this pairing is kind of teaching us like, hey, there's other ways of creating that aren't just running yourself into the ground. Like you can, you know, create a good environment and creation can look different in many ways. And sometimes it can just look like you being kind to other people or you being creative and free flowing and following your passion. Like there is another way to find your abundance and happiness. So some people might struggle with that idea that you're like, what do you mean I don't have to like work hard and struggle? That might be one of the challenges for people with these cards is that they have to learn that they don't always have to struggle in order to create a life that they want. Ooh, yeah, that sounds like my struggle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, as a Sanch and as a, does that, that's a little tough. Yeah, productivity. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, these aren't my cards, but that's definitely something I'm sure a lot of us can relate to. I definitely relate to you know, realizing that maybe productivity isn't one of my values and it's kind of just a response to the world we live in. And this card kind of pushes people towards being like, do what comes naturally to you. Just be around and engaged in your world and, you know, the rest will follow. There's a beautiful book that Ruth introduced me to called Braiding Sweetgrass. So good! Oh, it is beautiful and stunning in every single way and everyone should read it. But there is a passage in there about how we have kind of created this weird sense of like we are not valid if we don't struggle to exist if we don't like craft meaning and that's because we've forgotten that we are a part of nature and we see ourselves as separate from it and when you remember that you're a part of nature and you look at what nature does as cues for how we should live it's like it goes through the seasons it goes through the cycles it takes its time and it's okay, like existence, the fact that you are here is what makes you valid. Like you don't need to prove it. You're already here. You're good. You don't need to keep struggling to prove that you deserve to like have a space on this planet. And it was really beautiful. And it's one of those things like I think in like our weird productivity culture, it uh, it definitely strikes a chord. We're like, oh, that actually sounds real nice. <laughs> I would love to just be in the flow and make things, but also be allowed to rest and then work and then rest when I need to. We created this this crazy system where we monetize nature and I don't think it's the best for us. But that book, Braiding Sweetgrass, I feel like kind of does encapsulate this birth card pairing. Uh, that, that would be a great book recommendation for anybody in the world. But specifically with people with these birth cards, I feel like everything about that book kind of points towards this like thing of being around and engaging in what's happening around you and helping others and, you know, being creative and expressive, but not being, you know, hurtful. And uh, yeah, go check out that book. <laughs> I know, right? Go check out that book. Uh, it's so good. So a little bit about each of these cards individually. I think a lot of people who know the world kind of are like, oh, we love when this one shows up. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, it's the completion of the major arcana and the fool's journey for now, obviously. The world represents that like fulfillment, the completion of a cycle, you learned the lesson, this season of life is, you know, complete. You've, you've gotten all you can out of it. So it's kind of about taking all parts of ourselves and life and fully integrating them 
together in harmony and wholeness, all the parts, the shadows and the light, all that jazz. Um, it can also represent closure and achievement, belonging, like you found your community. So when the world shows up, it kind of asks us to pause and celebrate those accomplishments and recognize how far we've come. Like you don't have to keep grinding. There's a season for everything. So there's a season for celebration. And this world card is going, hey, look back. How far have you come? What are you grateful for? Like, look at all that you've done. You should take some time to celebrate that. Um, and if we haven't quite reached our goal when it shows up, the world is a reminder to take care of any like loose ends that are preventing us from reaching whatever destination we're, we're searching for. Um, and it's also an indicator that maybe a new fool's journey awaits us soon. Yeah, the world card is interesting, especially in this pairing. I feel like whenever it pops up, it's it's very comforting card for a lot of reasons. You know, it's either, you know, completion where I, I personally don't like when things are uncertain or unfinished. So, you know, it gives me a lot of comfort that the end's in sight or the end is here. But also it gives us permission to rest, which I don't think is, you know, something that we should need permission for. And especially in this birth card pairing, I think it speaks to like, you don't necessarily need permission to rest. You can just rest and good things will come. Definitely. Yeah. Rest is essential. There's a reason we all have to like sleep every night. Our brains and bodies wouldn't function without it. And nature rests too in the winter. Like everybody does it. Don't feel ashamed for doing it yeah definitely and then so the empress also i mean i guess she has some restful aspects to her but it feels like it is a bit more active of a card or at least speaks to future steps that need to be taken how does this pair up with the world card yeah yeah we did go over the empress a little more in depth on a on a previous episode so like to keep it simple she's the culmination of like the minor arcana queens queen She's all about, you know, abundance, <laughs> nurturing, growth, creativity, harmony, compassion, you know, bringing new ideas and creations into the world. So, you know, she's a leader, you know, but once again, she's teaching us and leading us by um, showing us that we need to, like, give ourselves nurturing and we need to allow ourselves to grow and we need to meet our needs. Because if we don't, it's the air, the air mask thing. Like, if I don't put my oxygen mask on first, I can't help you with yours. So she's very much still about, like, I'm still creating, but I'm going to, once again, like, embrace this season of flow and creativity and harmony because there is just as much productivity and good things that come out of that, just as, like, with the magician um you know as grinding if you will like grind hustle culture versus like hey i'm like integrated and chill culture i wish there was like a word for that she's the opposite of like hustle culture because she's still making things but she's not doing it in like a she's not like forcing anything past its time she's not like bending anything or breaking anything in order to do it it's like hey it takes nine months to make a baby can't speed that up Things get weird if you do. So, like, you're going to have to, like, have patience. It's gonna. It's very much like, hey, be patient. Like, let things take the time that they need because it's not going to be great for anybody if you try and make it happen faster. Um, and she's a mentor in that way where it's like, hey, hey, you, just, you know, it's okay to have and receive good things in life even if you're still working towards something. It's okay to rest. It's okay to have fun and celebrate in the midst of doing work. It's that balance. Um, and I think 
we've already talked about this, many people struggle with receiving in our American capitalist culture because we have this misplaced obsession with earning everything. It's like, I have to earn my place on this planet. I have to earn the right to live. I have to earn my food and my necessities, despite the fact that we have more than enough. Have you seen the grocery stores at midnight? They're still full, like, (laughs) despite the fact that we have enough. And so the Empress is showing us that, you know, we are valid simply because we exist and we can create good things through that, like, compassion and rest and fluidity. And you don't always have to be the willpower hustle culture person. Yeah, this personality is definitely here to help others, help them create and achieve and also for themselves achieve amazing things in their life. I'm just struggling to see where the character development aspect of this comes in. It just seems like, I mean, I... I don't think my personal anxieties was would allow me to resign myself to just living life and creating and letting life happen to me. I feel like there, there's got to be some sort of, you know, push and pull here. So what's the For first sure. side of this coin, Anna? I know, yeah. Like, what could go wrong with these two cards? Are you born perfect? No. Yeah, I wish. It'd be nice. We'd all be, want to. We'd all want to be born under these cards. Yeah, they're chill. They're nurturing. Well, you know, there's... There's things that both of these two can attest to that we need to watch out for. So first off, watch out for trying to take shortcuts. So the world is like completion of the fool's journey and the empress is depicted as, you know, being pregnant. Um, She's create or like being creative or uh, fertile. I don't, you know, I hate using that word like that. (laughs) Yeah. Or being fertile. Whether literally or metaphorically, like it is dangerous to take shortcuts when developing a life so like the patience aspect may be a really strong issue for some people where they're like i have to like i have to go through the steps i need to take this set of courses in order to get that job i can't just jump to the job or like i need to go through this amount of practice doing this skill in order to get to the level i'm looking for we don't just jump there even like Being a YouTube creator, you're like, I gotta sometimes, you just have to like pump out a bunch of videos. You're not gonna necessarily hit it overnight. That's the exception, not the rule. Like, you're gonna have to practice talking on camera. You're gonna have to figure out editing. Like, there's all this stuff that you're like, you can't just jump to the end. (laughs) You can't take shortcuts. It's no instant gratification with these two cards. That's, that's the key. There is no instant gratification with these two cards. Yeah, you can't just go and build yourself you know, your own submarine. You have to follow the steps and you have to be certified if you're going to build your submarine. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you can't, you know what, shortcuts, like we said, can be deadly. They can be deadly in many ways. Oh, man. So, yeah, no shortcuts. Um, Strong lessons in patience with these two cards and also in learning kind of to, uh, to build up some grit is how I'm going to put it, because you're going to have to still go through like trials and tough times in order to learn and grow. Like pregnancy is not comfortable. Like everyone, like Empress looks chill. Have you met someone who's in the middle of being pregnant? Have you heard of morning sickness or like weird food issues? Like the number of things you like your body's going through, it's not this like glowing, pleasant experience for nine months. And the same thing with the world. Like if you're looking to like reach that achievement or that goal, you're going to have to go through some trials. You're going to have to learn and grow and learn new skills and get in uncomfortable places. So 
while both of these together like seem chill on the outside like they've already been through some shit <laughs> and that's why we're at the end is because they've been through some shit yeah it's hard for the world to you know float in the middle of the sky all day with his animal friends you know i know man and those animal friends like who knows maybe they're the ones holding them up we don't know <laughs> we don't know what's going on there and then like one little last thing that these two kind of remind us about is like we we need to make sure that our insecurities don't run our lives and decisions um as well as becoming like smothering or overprotected with our compassion those are like individually like hey when the empress is reversed she can become kind of smothering or overprotective or a little overbearing um and then like when the yeah when the world is in reverse you know obviously it's usually like something is blocking you or stopping you from continuing down the path and oftentimes we can look to like well look to yourself like what is remember we have power over our actions maybe not other people but it's like are you not doing a thing because you're scared are you insecure about something like what is stopping you from taking next steps you know outside of like anything that's external you have no control over so those are a couple of other little things to just watch out for with these two cards yeah keep an eye out for those guys for sure well don't forget to subscribe drop a review so we can find new fans Tell your friends and follow us on all socials. Our handles are Sweet Death Inc. and Mystic Fool Tarot on all platforms. See you later. Bye.